And it looks like I'm live. Cool. Um, good win for the Jazz. They came off two rough losses, both games that they could have won, but that's how it happens. And they had another tough game back end of a back-to-back against the Blazers. Came back and won. It was really close in the first half, but the Jazz had a killer third quarter. They beat the Blazers 40-19 to in the third quarter. And then from there, they just ran the game. Uh, every other quarter was really close. Um, yeah, so it's really the third quarter that the Jazz really separated themselves. And I haven't had much of a chance to like really dig into the stats yet because I, I was excited about the win. I wanted to get live real fast. So I guess you'll get my, my raw reaction to the stats. That being said, don't forget to put your comments in the live chat. That's what makes this fun. Um, so just keep putting stuff there and, and I'll, I'll run with it. I'll run with what you give me. Uh, so I'll, I'll dig into the team stats and then I'll go over to the box score real quick, uh, to just go over the highlights there and then I'll, I'll get to any comments that are in the live chat. Uh, so the box score, so like the Blazers, the reason why they're a tough team, uh, they're not a great defensive team. They are supposed to be incredible on offense. And look at the pieces that they have. Um, let me pull up their roster. I'll get anyone. But obviously, Dame, Damian Lillard. Um, they, CJ McCollum, Carmelo Anthony, Robert Covington, Norman Powell. Um, Nurkic played tonight. He's not like an offensive force. He's really their defensive anchor. But they have some great offensive pieces. The great thing with the Jazz, though, is they shut them down at, at least... As far as shooting percentage goes, I'll I'll take a look at the rebounds because that was really the rough thing for the the Jazz. But shooting percentage, they kept the Blazers underneath forty percent from the field, which is awesome. The Jazz were okay from the field, forty five percent. I like to see better, but I'm not I'm not angry at that. And interesting thing is, the Blazers actually made one more three than the Jazz. Both teams were kind of slow from the three, so. That that's a little scary. I kind of talked about that a little bit last night on the stream. Where look at the number of players on the Jazz who are kind of in a shooting slump. And sorry, just brought this up in the live chat. Um, that like we talked about, Royce O'Neal hasn't been shooting great. Bojan hasn't been shooting great recently. Um, Clarkson hasn't been shooting great. And then um, like Joe Ingles. I don't know if he's on a slump, but he just hasn't been shooting a ton the past couple games. So if that continues, that's rough because that's a huge part of the Jazz, of their offense. But luckily for the Jazz tonight, they were good from the, like, getting shots, like, good shots inside, um, which typically they don't, they don't really focus on that. But I think they focused on that a little more tonight, even though they shot 42-3, so maybe they didn't. Maybe the threes just weren't falling. And they did get a good amount of free throws. So um, that's really what helped them. It was not the three-point shooting for them tonight. Rebound Rebounded the Blazers. And they didn't let too many offensive boards like they did, like they did against the Suns. Only nine offensive boards allowed for the Jazz. So the Blazers only came away with nine. Um, other than that, not seeing anything like terribly exciting in the team stats. It is that shoot is those shooting sets were the interesting ones though. The Blazers shot bad and the Jazz shot a little bit better. And like Sawyer pointed out, 
the Jazz are kind of in a shooting slump from three, so I don't know what's going on there, but it needs to fix itself. Like, the Jazz can still win games, but it's going to be hard to make a deep playoff run if the three-pointers aren't falling because that's really what makes the Jazz... That that three-point shooting takes the Jazz from a good team to a great team. Um, And like the phrase goes, like, live and die by the three. So if the the shots aren't falling, then the Jazz are going to die by the three, which is not a good sign. Um, I feel like it hasn't been a ton of games like this, so hopefully this isn't something that continues and the Jazz kind of curb real quick, but... Um, that's what we're dealing with right now. And like I said, the Blazers did not shoot well at all. Um, yeah, no one on the team really shot good. Uh, the only, like, Nurkic and Little were the only people and they didn't, both of them scored 10 or less. Um, no one really went off. The Jazz kept Lillard tame with 23 points, which is great. Um, yeah, so I'm going to pin this win for the Jazz on the defense, even though they did have a really good third quarter and Mitchell did, he kept them alive offensively, um, with 37 points, uh, and shooting great, honestly, except for from three, he was only one for eight from three, 14 for 25, uh, from the field. And then Gobert had a nice game. I think the team... From what I saw eye test wise, like obviously they did they still shot a lot of threes. Eye test wise, I feel like the team was trying to come out and pass the ball a little bit more on offense, which gave them more good shots for Gobert. And Gobert was a monster on the boards, so he, he kinda made some of his own buckets there. Um so I feel like this game is actually really similar to the game against the Suns last night, except for they just rebounded and played good enough defense to keep the Blazers from hitting threes. Which is great that they improved on some things and got the win against another good team, but there's still some major issues there that the Jazz are going to have to work through. Um, But yeah, I like, probably a slump. Um, Cool. I'll I'll go to the chat. It looks like it's, it's a little dead. Maybe it's just a Thursday night. And and everyone who hopped on yesterday is tired from from the kind of late stream last night as well. Both two eight eight o'clock games right in a row. Uh, but Sawyer asking about my birthday yesterday. So it was my birthday. If you missed that, if you're watching this video and didn't miss and missed yesterday's, um, and you're a fan of this channel, share one of videos. That'd be great. Uh, Sawyer asked how my birthday was. It was it was fine. It was a birthday. I honestly I didn't do much to celebrate because. It's April, and April is when all the big projects are coming due for school. So, I've been really busy with homework and normal work. So, I'm I'll probably have a bigger celebration later. Um, when when I'm not so bogged down with work. But to get back to basketball, I think sorry left a really interesting comment that I I want to spend time with, and and anyone who's live now. Feel free to comment on this. If you're watching this video after it's it's posted and the live part's done, uh, post in the comments. And so Sawyer says that he actually thinks Mitchell is like the MVP for the league. Um, and and you worded it, Mitchell is a MVP. I'm, I'm hoping I'm interpreting it right, that you think he should win the MVP this year. And 
like honestly before the all-star break i would say this was a long shot um looking at things now i think it's like because of some injuries it's looking a lot more possible i feel like right now you're probably the favorite but then again the nuggets aren't like playing crazy good so if the jazz can keep playing crazy good and mitchell is still putting up these 30 point plus game nights because right now he's averaging 25 which is nba numbers he just needs to pad the other stats and keep that up so i think if this play continues uh, mitchell might not win the mvp but he'll definitely get votes um Jokic is playing great i think the mavs do something crazy and really like like get home court advantage in the playoffs really unlikely at this point i can't see luca um really making a real run at it lebron has been injured uh anthony davis has been injured joel Embiid has been injured so it's really opening up for some of these small market teams to have players like the like a Jokic or like a mitchell to come in if the blazers were playing better i think right now they're the sixth in the west i think they're a spot ahead of the mavs the blazers were playing a little bit better better than i think lillard should be in that conversation um but the mvp conversation is definitely really interesting this year um yeah i'm i'm excited to see how that how that plays out because there's no clear front runner as far as i can tell last i saw like the vegas odds favorite was um Jokic, but I think that data is a week old and that with how the NBA has been this season, it's um it's probably changing every couple of days now. Um Sorry says I don't think James Harden deserves the MVP this year. I think James Harden is playing excellently. It's not like an MVP Harden season though. And I don't think he'll get it. I don't think because there's a lot of honestly like the annoying thing with MVP is there's a lot of players out there who play good enough to get it, but it's all about the story. And I, I don't know, maybe they'll just favor the, the super team nets with the first year coach being Steve Nash. And he's a two time MVP too. I don't, but I don't think that's the story that, um, people that the media is going to want to tell them. And they're really the decision makers for the MVP. So I think Mitchell would make a better story. So I, I agree with you. Like, well, I agree with you partially. I, well, I, I agree with you mostly, I would say. I don't think James Harden is really having an MVP year. It's an excellent year. I don't think he's, he's getting the MVP, though. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting conversation, to, like an uh, interesting race to follow. Um, Finn's a player of the year. Is another, like, that one's going to be interesting. I really hope Gobert gets it. Um I haven't looked at the odds or anything, so I, that's normally not something I follow very closely until the end of the season. And then sixth man of the year, that's going to be a little bit missing race because Clarkson was a clear front runner, but he hasn't been playing great recently. So if he keeps up this play, he might not um, really get a chance. The um, Yeah. Another cool thing, like I forgot to mention this when I was going over the box score, is the Jazz played a really deep rotation tonight, and Ilyasova got, I think these, are these his first points with the Jazz? He hit a three tonight, and I don't remember him scoring before unless I missed something, so um, I might have missed something. I, I don't always 
follow the the games that I don't do a live stream. Uh, excuse me, that I don't do a live stream for. Um, but yeah, they played. What is this? Uh, two, four, six, eight, nine plus five. They played fourteen. That's, I think that's the deepest rotation you can play, right? Or can you play fifteen? And uh, I think Clarkson was out because I'm not seeing him. So. I did talk about last night that I think the Jazz should start playing deeper rotations, especially in back-to-backs, and luckily, I I don't think they were planning to coming into this game, but they were just ahead by enough in the fourth quarter because they had a killer third quarter that um, they could play that deep rotation in, in the garbage minutes. So, cool to see. Um, yeah, I think that's that's kind of what I wanted to cover. The chat's not really alive live enough for me to like ask this question i'll ask it anyway uh if you want to leave your response you can if not go ahead and leave it in the comments and we can kind of keep the conversation going on in the comments but i was thinking um uh because it, it takes some time to set up the stream and and just yeah and so so while, while i was waiting for it to set up i was thinking like this is kind of a fun question, like not a realistic question. But if you could like snap your fingers, no worries about cap, no worries about anything, and just have one current player in the NBA be on the Jazz, which player do you think would would be the most beneficial for the Jazz? Um, if you want to answer that, I'll give you some time to answer it before I go over it because um, Will just left a comment. So I'll, I'll address that. And if you want to name the player that you want, that like you wish was on the jazz right now don't worry about cap we're not trading anything it's just they appear on the roster not we lose nothing which isn't possible because i think we have a full roster but this is a hypothetical i'll leave the player that you think in the chat but will said i know we won but we got to get back to our hot shooting i agree i feel like well i don't know if you're here for this section but i kind of talked about how this game was it felt a lot like the Suns game last night. Um, it's just the jazz, like the two things that were different were the Jazz didn't allow as many offensive rebounds and the Jazz like overall defense held the Blazers to under 40% from the field. But everything else, the Jazz really weren't shooting well. Um, I guess another difference is the Jazz shot well from the free throw line tonight. At least did last night. So that's... Yeah, it's it's rough. They they need to get better at shooting. There's too many players that just aren't confident. Or I'm not going to say they're not confident because they might be. Just the shots aren't falling. So something needs to be fixed. It's not just an individual player at this point. It's a good chunk of the team. So I wonder if that's a team issue or just bad luck that a lot of players are facing this right now. The good news is we still have a chunk of time before the playoffs. Um and I'm, and so that's enough time for them to fix it. And if they don't, then we probably won't get a deep playoff run if we're shooting like this. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of my thoughts on things. Uh, I it's like a little bleak even with the win against a good team, but that's the truth of it. Like the Jazz defense is good enough to carry them on bad shooting nights in the regular season, but. It's not good enough to carry them through bad shooting nights for an entire series in the playoffs. Um, and then Will responded to my question of which player 
um, would be the best on the Jazz. And and he's trying to go more semi semi realistic. So he says Jeremy Grant. As far as far as a more realistic role, that's like a good plug in player that would fit really well. I can't argue that. Um, when you're trying to go semi realistic, obviously, if you're trying to go like best player ever or best player in the league, that'd be rough. Um, Sawyer says Lillard or Giannis. I love Giannis. I don't think he'd fit in with quite with what the Jazz are doing because he's not like he can hit threes, but he's not really a shooter. And then what are you going to do with Gobert on the floor? Or like, I I think that makes it more complicated. It's a really fun one. Um, uh, oh, and for clarification, sorry, it's like just you snap your fingers, the players on the roster, you don't have to worry about a trade or, or, cutting anyone like this is just a completely hypothetical just for fun um i think lillard's a fun one because then you get that that one two punch with the with lillard and mitchell i think the downside to lillard is uh you don't get as much as you can out of conley if lillard's there which obviously isn't that big of a deal because you have damian lillard and uh, and the, uh, the other downside with lillard is i would say um he would take the ball away from Mitchell uh which which honestly any superstar will I think Lillard would do so more because he's a very uh, ball dominant player uh and and I'm sure he could change that if he wanted to but he is a point guard so I don't know what you'd want him to do otherwise um sorry says I would uh and then he sorry brings up Kawhi Leonard um and then Will Jensen says if um if best player best fit he'd say either lebron choir katie um i like lebron like lebron's going to fit anywhere i don't i feel like there's other pieces out there i like choir a lot um because he had that he adds that defense adds the shooting and choir leonard is happy playing off ball but he's he just brings in another closer to the team if that happened and i think katie would be a perfect fit um, as far as playing on the court, I don't think he'd be the perfect fit in the locker room. And this is just me digging into, like, digging a little deeper into it. But I, I love Kevin Durant on the court match. Um, when I was thinking about it, honestly, Lillard came up for, like, Lillard was an option I thought of first. That's why I kind of had those options. Um, I considered someone like Brandon Ingram or Jason Tatum. Because I think either of them would be awesome on the Jazz, but I was thinking like that's probably not thinking big enough. Neither of them approved themselves, and if Jason Tatum has been surrounded by a ton of talent his whole career, and if he hasn't been able to get a championship with that Celtics team, then like who's to say that throwing him on the Jazz is going to like make that any better? Nothing against Jason Tatum. I I think he's an awesome player, but um, honestly, I didn't think about KD. So that's an interesting one. I think, and this might be, uh, maybe you guys will think I'm not like dreaming big enough with this pick, but I think Clay Thompson would be awesome. Um, he in in this team he'd play more of the like a small forward kind of role instead of a shooting guard like he does on the Warriors, and obviously he's injured. So, and this is a hypothetical, so I can say he's he's not injured at this point. Uh, but I think he, that'd be an awesome fit because he brings great perimeter defense. Assuming he comes back healthy, 
which I'm hoping he does. Um, obviously an incredible shooter and he's an off ball scorer. So he wouldn't take touches away from, at least he wouldn't take the ball away from Mike Conley or Donovan Mitchell, but he's just another crazy person to guard. Um, and I, I like clay because I think he's the perfect second star. He, he gives you exactly what you need for a second star without taking anything away from the primary star, which I think he's like, I think, like, yeah, it's it's like the same thing as like Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen, when when um, Michael Jordan was off the team, he was still an excellent player, one of the best in the league. But he like his perfect fit was being that second star next to Jordan, and so I th- I think it's kind of like Clay, but even more so because Scottie Pippen needed the ball in his hand sometimes too. Um, you guys had some comments while I went off on that rant, so I'll I'll catch up on those. Um, Sir says that like I would not like LeBron because he would take the ball more. Um, I don't know. Like he definitely would. Uh, I I think other players um would would take it a lot more than LeBron, and I think LeBron's mindset is he's. I think he's happy to not have the ball in his hands if he feels like he doesn't need it. Um, uh, Like when he was with Kyrie Irving, at certain points in certain games when he knew Kyrie could take care of business, LeBron didn't want the ball in his hands. So I I do agree that overall it would take the ball away from Mitchell Moore. Sawyer suggested Jamal Murray. That would be awesome. I think that would be more fun to watch than like a Lillard-Mitchell duo, but like a Murray-Mitchell duo. That would be really exciting. Um, yeah, and then and then Sawyer's um, catching everyone up. That we're, yeah, we're talking about like you just snap your fingers. Don't have to worry about trading. Don't have to worry about cap. Don't have to worry about cutting anyone. Just what player would you would you wish could just be on the Jazz right now um, to give them the best chances at winning a championship obviously so um yeah so if you have any thoughts on that that'd be cool but here's some more comments um I'm still quite afraid that the Jazz will lose in like the second round they're just not beating good teams any thoughts on that um and good win despite the poor three-point shooting yeah so like my take on this is and I I went over this before but I'll review just kind of what my take is on this. It's basically the Jazz, they have a ton of players that are in a shooting slump. Uh, Royce O'Neal isn't shooting good. Bojan's not shooting good. Um, Clarkson's not shooting good. Ingles just really isn't shooting that much. And Conley's kind of been eh. So, like, with that, I feel like because the Jazz, their offense is so centered around that three-point shot... That if they keep shooting like this, I honestly, and and this is kind of depressing to think about, but I honestly wouldn't be shocked if the Jazz lose in the first round because their offense is so based around um, hitting those threes. And obviously their defense is amazing, so their defense can probably carry them through a series with a lesser team, but in the Western Conference it's deep enough that how it might play out, if they might play a tough team in in that first round and if they're not hitting shots they might not be able to get out of a series so 
in order for the Jazz to really have playoff success, they need to be hitting threes. Because if you think about this Jazz team, obviously they're a lot better than the Jazz team that we saw two years ago. But if you take that three-point shooting away, I like I think they're pretty much the same as that Jazz team two years ago. Um, great defense, okay offense when it's on, but really it's all leaning on Mitchell. And so we need to get away from needing Mitchell to score 35-plus points in order to win games. Obviously, I love it when he scores 35 points, but if he could score 35 and have Bojan add in, um, uh, Bojan shot fine from three, but awful from the field, but just having players shoot decent percentages, and and as that happens, Mitchell's not going to take as many shots because he'll be a lot more comfortable like instead of taking a tough contested layup he'll be a lot more comfortable kicking it out to a three-point shooter and that's what's really going to make the jazz offense um a lot scarier um sorry parker says this is off topic but does anyone else not like trey young anymore um i don't know i'm kind of on him he's fun to watch but he's not my favorite player in the world i'll give him a few more years to really (laughs) for me to really have a actual decision on him so is uh, is there any reason any specific reason why why you you're not liking trey young um but like get back to the the jazz conversation while you answer that sawyer um carter says it's sad but it's true that's the reality i'm guessing that's about the the jazz might like lose in the first round if they don't get that three-point shot back um will jensen says I don't know. I don't really like uh, Trey. He he just does dumb pump fake jump into the defender thing. Yeah, that's kind of a, that's that's the game he kind of grew up like his when he was really developing his game in in high school and college. He was watching James Harden and Steph Curry. Um, and and sorry, he says I don't want to be that guy. We won't make it past the second round because everyone is trying to break down their strategy. Uh, I. Honestly, I don't think their strategy is anything like brand new. Um, it's uh, like, and, and I'm sure you've all heard the quote by Steve Kerr where he says that this Jazz team reminds him of the Warriors that first year that they won. Um, and I like watching the Jazz offense. It's it almost feels like an alternate ver- Warriors offense. There's not quite as much off ball movement, but um. And so it, it is a little different. I don't think it's that coaches and players haven't figured out how to break it. I think it's that um, it's just if you have so many shooters, there's only so much you can do. And uh, I don't know if there's like one defensive system that can break this offense when people are hitting their shots. Um, and maybe it's just they figured out how to get people out of the rhythm. And maybe it's like they're not breaking the system. They're just learning how to break the players down, which maybe that's why we're all in a shooting slump, which if that's the case and that's rough and the Jazz really need to rework something before playoffs or else this isn't going to work. Um, I do think, and it's like looking more like that. I understand where you're coming from, Sawyer, but I do think that if they can get back shooting, um, like if they don't make it to the Western Conference Finals, they'll at least like push whoever they play in the second round to a game seven. But I think that if if they're shooting like they used to be, 
then um, they they can go as far as they let themselves go in the playoffs, really. Um, Carter says, I, I hope the Jazz uh, don't go the way of the last seasons of the Pittsburgh, ah, Pittsburgh Steelers. That should not be a tongue twister, but it was for me. Honestly, so <laughs> I... I'm a Cowboys fan, and since the cow and and ob- football, I enjoy it. I don't, I but it's like one of those sports where I follow it when the team's doing good, and the Cowboys have not been good recently, so I haven't followed the NFL closely enough to, uh, to to really dig deep into that Harrison. But, um, I know, um, what's his name? The quarterback Roethlisberger was hurt one season, and they were kind of eh. And then they came back, and I know they were. I think they were better, but just like not great this year, if 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 I remember correctly. Um, and then uh, Will Jensen says, "I think our biggest need is a more athletic defender. I like Royce, but he's not athletic enough to stick with guards." Yeah, a minivan can only take you so far, right? Um, but. Yeah, I th- I think that would make sense. I I think like um that's why s- and obviously like it's impossible to get Clay Thompson in reality, but that's why I probably went with like a Clay Thompson if if it wasn't Clay Thompson then I'd probably go for someone like Kawhi because like he's not the most neither of them are super athletic, but I think they're more athletic and and they're good enough at defense that they um like they're that like because they're not super athletic they make up for that more realistic options though um i don't know obviously like the jazz aren't getting anyone any other help this season um i can't see anything like that happening but um yeah next season i'm sure that they'll be looking to make a, a like keep the core together but make a couple changes to help that out and there's a lot of like I feel like good wing defenders you, that can't shoot super well. I feel like you can get those kind of players for pretty cheap. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jazz found someone like that in the off season or made like a uh, kind of small trade to pick up a player like that. And then uh, going back to the Steelers reference, they started eleven or no and lost in the wild card. Yeah, that'd be rough. I. I really hope that doesn't happen to the Jazz. I think they have enough talent to make that not happen. But then again, if they're playing like they have the past few games, that might be what happens. Um, uh, Will says, a, a random player I was looking at is Michael Bridges. He's athletic and he's a good shooter, but wouldn't be able to get him. Yeah, that's the tough part with like, unless the Jazz want to trade someone like um, Bojan. It's going to be because shooting is at such a premium, and then if with shooting combined with defense, those players are tough to get. Teams like to hold on to those players, um, but then if you can find a player that is like not awful at three point shooting, but a defender, um, teams undervalue just defensive players, and so if the Jazz feel confident that there's a young player who can play defense. And with a little work, they can get his three-point shot to, like, um, I don't know, or, or like 34 35% from three. 
and that could be really valuable for the Jazz. Um, and so you might want to look at underrated players who really haven't done much. Um, there's I forget their names. Um, I think they're still on the Hornets, though. There's a I don't know if they're twins or if they're just brothers, but they're on the Hornets. Um, I think Caleb and Cody are their first names. I'm forgetting their last name, but they're they're like eh, from shooting, but they're really like pretty athletic and good defenders. So I would love to see the Jazz pick up a player like that. Um. So yeah, the Jazz got the win. Rough playing recently. Um, I'm hoping it's just a low stretch and, and as the, as we get closer and closer to the preseason that we start seeing, or postseason, sorry, that we start seeing more playoff, uh, like caliber basketball. The Jazz do have two games in a row against the Lakers coming up. So I'm excited to see how that goes. And, and that might, um, I haven't followed the injuries, honestly. So as long if the Lakers are at least mostly healthy at that point, I I know there's been some injury issues, so it might not be. I I I know there's still some time, so that might work. But if the Lakers are healthy, that could really help us figure out where the Jazz are as a team. Um, yeah, Caleb and Cody Martin. Um, yeah, the I know the Hornets like them. I bet we could get the. I forget which one. Like. I bet we could get the the lower valued one. If, um, we might have to throw in a pick or something, but I I would like or or I'm sure there's other players like them in the NBA and and they just kind of are the more popular ones. But with that being said, I'm excited to see the next few games and hopefully the Jazz get out of this slump. Um, I'm going to wrap up the stream here, but. Thanks, guys, for keeping the chat fun. I think we had a cool conversation. I um, I don't know about you, but I kind of like those hypotheticals where it's just like, um, if you could get any player and not worry about cap, like like questions like that. I think that'd be fun. Um, so one one I'll address these last couple comments and then I'll I'll wrap up the stream. But Carter says ESPN has the Jazz winning percentage at eight hundred for the race on strength of schedule. That doesn't surprise me. Their schedule, honestly, is kind of weak. And even with the Jazz playing bad, I bet they could get uh, like, get around that. Uh, maybe get a little under that with them playing bad just because of their schedule. So I bet they'll hold on to the one seed. It's just how are they playing when it comes to playoffs. Um, and Will says, well, the problem is we can't trade for them anymore because of the deadline. Yeah, and and at this point it's probably impossible to get any new player on the team uh, the only way is through free agency and the jazz would have to cut someone and i'm not sure i'm sure there's a cutoff date around the playoffs where you just can't sign anyone else so any anyone else that the jazz would get to to help with that we'd be looking at next season and it wouldn't help them with this playoffs but everyone thanks for joining me tonight this was fun there there weren't a ton of us but i think we had a good conversation i enjoyed it at least so um yeah have a good night and i think the next game is saturday night so make sure to tune in for that stream thanks for joining me again